This presentation may contain language and scenes which may be objectionable to certain individuals. Viewer discretion is advised. Tremendously welcome to another episode. I'm Kyle Adams behind the one and twos. Uh, welcome to the Pop Culturist. Yeah, Special it is not Soda Sound Radio. And that's where I messed up. <laughs> I was looking in the Soda Sound Radio like archive like, oh, where's the uh, opener? Couldn't find it. it also didn't help <laughs> that uh, my action, new action figures were in the way. Shout out Ooh, to Five Below, man. That's great. Um, so, I've been yeah. into one in Florida. I've been into one in Minnesota. They they sell figures there. Yeah, I got. Um, actually, started like kind of a mini collection. Um, so there's these tough talkers, right? And um, I happen I got uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. You pushed her back. <laughs> and then. Um, <laughs> they grunt when you like. Wow, it's weird. But then there's uh Kofi Kingston. But then if you like hold them together, they like talk to each other too, which is kind of weird. But <laughs> really, um, that is yeah. really that's some like child's play stuff right there. <laughs> some toy soldiers <laughs> or small soldiers. Um, that lame ass movie. I don't get why people like that movie. Is it toy soldiers or small soldiers? I think it's both? Small Soldiers. Toy Soldiers was that horrible uh, Eminem song. Oh, yeah. Um, start of so I have <laughs> two of, it looks like, uh, six. And um, I could have gotten Dean Ambrose. Um, I was told that Marvel America has Brock Lesnar and John Cena. And Big E is lost. People keep buying him for some apparent reason. Because I would, like, get serious about this and call other stores because I kind of wanted a New Day. This is the old school uh, New Day where it's, like, the the blue shirts with the power of positivity on there with the uh, pink tights. And um, Xavier Woods has regular boots on, not those um, 
wear the leprechaun joints that he wears now. I like those joints, though. That's pretty tight. What did you think also, uh, speaking of New Day, penning a letter uh, today um, about Hulk Hogan being reinstated into the Hall of Fame? Of course, that uh, the tape of him saying those those uh, insensitive, horrible things uh, about African-Americans there. Um, New Day, you know, essentially, you know, sent their response, you know, kind of, you know, hey, we're only going to say this once. You know, we, we don't really agree with him. It doesn't change it no matter, you know, no yeah. matter what. We don't really align ourselves with people that, you know, have this hatred or, you know, these feelings inside of them. But, you know, it doesn't affect us either way. So they're like, cool, thanks for apologizing, but, you know, we're we're good. Yeah, I and I, I feel the same way. Um, obviously, this is – the Hall of Fame is more of a business aspect and not a personal aspect. Um, at one point in time, they were getting ready to let China – and I believe, like in talks with WWE again after her um, her adult film stint. Um, I know it's like apples and oranges, but I mean, like if if they're willing to let you know China do her thing, uh, no, cause that's that's different. Because then there was also Playboy back then too. I yep. I I guess coming from Hulk Hogan's perspective, um, good for him. Um, I. Yeah, it doesn't really affect me either, I guess, because I, I hope they don't let him back in. Like, God forbid he, like, tries to take over, like, SmackDown or something. Do we really need him in another general manager position? I I hope not. I, I, I don't think so. And, yes, thank you. Um, I, I think he's, he's an ambassador for now. I think maybe he comes out. Ryan, uh, as we chit-chat on WrestleCast Radio every Monday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strongstylemedia, um, that he should kind of uh, become the manager, if you will, of one Apollo Crews, uh, thinking he can kind of, you know, tap that baby face uh, potential that we all know uh, with the UHA Nation can kind of, you know, sustain with an audience. Um, and, and he thinks Hogan can kind of be that, uh, that, that torch there. Do you think that's a good, uh, good outcome or, or solution for Apollo Crews being in the dumps in Titus worldwide? Say that one more time. Do you think, um, Hogan, you know, potentially, you know, teaming up with Apollo Crews, you know, kind of giving him the rub, if you will, I, I don't know if, <laughs> the rubbish, the Hogan, you know, dust yeah, is still I think there, you know, I think like, you know, especially with all the incidents, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's essentially, I think people look at it the opposite way of the fact where, you know, Hogan managing, you know, a, a black wrestler. I don't yeah, think I it think, looks good, I but I think at a storyline purpose, I think it, not it would even be story cool line. if you take that out. I think that's disrespectful, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. And like, that's kind of, that's kind of like. If the there was no figures. controversy, then yeah, I think that's a hell of an idea. But post controversy, yeah, cool. I think it's a horrible idea. <laughs> I, just, if anything, one appearance a year. You need the manager just give him Teddy Long, like let, let let Teddy Long come back. You know what I mean? Like, not Hulk Hogan. What's the purpose of Hulk Hogan? He's oh, already said what Selena he said, and the, and the, the fan is the fans ain't stupid, huh? Selena Vega from uh, Cien Almas. Yeah, just because she's tight and her she managerial is. services are amazing. Yeah, I agree. 
That'd be crazy little stable. Like if Apollo Cruz went heel and then liked works with CN Almas, I think that'd be tight. Yeah, that oh man. What did you um have you been watching? Oh, yeah, Extreme Rules. What did you think of Extreme Rules, by the way? This is the wrestling culturist, by the way, right now, everybody. <laughs> I uh, I didn't finish Extreme Rules. I What did we watch? What did we watch? I don't think we watched anything, did we? We did get kicked out of the living room. <laughs> oh, man, I remember those days. <laughs> I mean, not that we didn't have it on our big TV. It happened it's daily. Just, it's just we was trying to watch it with uh, uh, the pops and everything, so we we kind of did that. But then I think um, somehow, some way, we ended up just migrating to our room and watching Glow. Oh, can we talk Glow later? I'm so happy. How far are you into Glow? Uh, we are what halfway through season two. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm third episode in season two. I I pretty much binged that first season within like a day. It was hmm. uh it's an amazing show. I don't know why it took this long. I had fears, but just I love how it disguises Welfare the queen. wrestling aspect to real okay. issues regarding women, which is why I love it so much. I agree. Um, got awesome calm. Was that? Wait, was That's Awesome Kong? Awesome uh, she's queen? the main. She's the welfare. Yes, yeah, she's the welfare queen. Oh my god, that is cool. It's no so wonder cool. she was working so good. Hell I didn't yeah, notice that. Like she's three a great episodes. actress. Hell yeah, she is. I I agree. Oh my she goodness, I give her credit. Because we just finished that episode. Uh huh. With um with uh the kid um they they um oh, they have I her side seen. story. Okay, okay, that I okay. Um, so then, um, when you watch that episode, you'll know what I mean by saying she's an amazing, uh, amazing actress. And I didn't recognize it until now that you told me, holy crap, my mind is blown. <laughs> it, mine was too, because I kept thinking, like, who is she? I know who she is. Finally, I looked up the cast and I was like, Kia Stevens is like, that is Kong. She looks so, oh, so much no. shorter for some she reason does. or just normal height. That's why I was so uber confused. It's like, she always towered over everybody. Yeah. Um, what's also cool is I found out that Ivory was one of the original Glow members, which I'm like, yes. that's dope. An so amazing documentary is also on Netflix about the actual Glow or, uh, yeah. organization there. Which, it's, nothing like the show whatsoever. So, like, correct. I mean, it still has its references. Like, it still references, like, um, timeline stuff, but the characters are nothing like the originals in the show. There's there's traces. There is traces of them, though. I would say. I agree. Yeah, but and um, you're, but you're yeah, on it's, that. it's essentially you know like you're saying the the characters, if you will, not more so than than the actual you know. Here's what really happened. They're just taking the offsets of how these misfits or actresses and you know people that liked wrestling turned this into a phenomena. And I loved how that first season. Just stretches, you know, all the way up into filming that very first episode. So, tremendous, tremendous show. I agree. Um, at first, I remember like when we when we about it and Glow came on, I was like, this show's really stupid, and I couldn't get into it. I remember like saying I probably got to like one and a half episodes, and I'm like, this is not all that great. But 
after giving it a chance to dance, like it's it's actually a really good. I've been watching a lot of Netflix stuff, by the way, and um, one of them shows, uh, Glow, uh, really changed my opinion, and it's actually really good. The wrestling isn't bad, oh, yeah. and I thought that me being a wrestling mark, I'm like, this is really going to piss me off. But um, after, like, watching it from not so much a wrestling fan standpoint, but an actual, like, fan of pop culture, you, you kind mm-hmm. of uh, change your opinion, and it's actually really enjoyable. Great character study. Um, they um, also, with the Emmy uh, nominations announced late last week, Glow uh, got a, a, a slew of nominations, Kyle. Uh, one, of course, for Best a Comedy Series. Um, I believe also, no, he didn't. I thought Mark Marin did, but I know he did uh, last year, um, getting a nod for Glow. But what's awesome is Betty Gilpin, who I think is just amazing in the first season here, um, nabbed the nomination for the second season. So, again, I'm very early on into uh, into the season, but that that actress, uh, you know, is, is straight bringing it to uh, you know as as she portrays the Liberty Bell on the series Glow. But of course, Allison Brie, Mark Maron, uh, everybody on that cast, the the slew of uh, of characters is just amazing, amazing show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we'll talk Emmys a little bit more. You know, probably more when the Emmys come about within a few months here. Um, but uh, for the rest of the show, uh, a few different reviews, not so much of the theatrical kind. Um, as Kyle said, he's been watching a lot of Netflix. We'll dive into some what 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 more he's been watching. But I've been watching a lot of HBO lately. Uh, a documentary that's been on my radar since I found out a few months ago. It was. Uh, in existence, uh, Robin Williams, uh, Come Inside My Mind, um, another brilliant HBO documentary. This time, you know, just uh, Robin in his own words, you know, from the beginning of his career to, the, you know, the origins of his life to, of course, you know, later on um, into, you know, the illness that would uh, essentially take his life there. Uh, fantastic uh, documentary. Some interesting tidbits I learned about uh, one of the funniest men um, of all time, also of all time, uh, HBO putting out another fantastic miniseries. We'll talk about uh, Gillian Flynn's adaptation uh, of Sharp Objects, of course, of her mo- uh, novel. Um, and of course, she wrote the wickedly amazing uh, Gone Girl that was a big hit a few years, years ago. Kyle, of course, will re- we'll review Carnosaur 2 as well. <laughs> Finally, Killer yeah. Clowns from Outer Space cannot wait. Uh, I saw a movie. I'm just kind of, I guess I'm not surprised since I did spoiler uh, spoiler alert that I was going to go see it. But uh, we'll check out the box office beatdown. Myself and Kyle were totally wrong. I was way off. Uh, we'll get into how off I was uh, in the beatdown <laughs> upcoming releases. A couple of sequels. Actually, all sequels coming out this weekend. We'll see if they have a chance to unseat that number one. Also, a anniversary today, I would say a film that changed not only big tentpole uh, summer movies, Kyle, of the modern era, but definitely uh, superhero movies. Uh, we'll talk a little Dark Knight, uh, again, celebrating its 10 years, actually, today. Um, also, a uh, Nick Tuner from my childhood, uh, kind of getting the, the rehash, the reimagining, if you will. We'll see if Kyle is down with uh, one of the reimagining uh, aspects that they're going to do. Um, also, is everyone over Jamie Foxx and, and that whole, you know, Slapgate? 
Um, I haven't heard too much news about it since I reported it. I saw them all the over. I'm like, Good like, Morning America. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, like I guess I mean, everyone's over it. <laughs> um, whoever he he is, uh, he asked for PR is great. That or they just realize that sometimes you know chicks just well no never mind peanut we peanut won't. butter smack. Um, anyway, Kyle <laughs> uh, will break into his musical mantra. Uh, we'll talk a little San Diego Comic Con, which again starts this weekend. Uh, but first we are going to uh, pay some bills. We'll be back in two and two. We're gonna talk. HBO, Kyle. My God, a lot of a lot of good HBO content. We'll see you in two and two. Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets fan of pro wrestling like we are, we got you covered from WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, 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 he just talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mmm, love gonna be in that bag like, mmm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then, after it marinates, no, you're gonna pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it! Say it, Jamie! You Alexa, that's right, I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to enter the human mind. Stand up with survival. 
For me, that's jazz. That's what I have to do. Robin was like nothing I'd ever seen. He stood out in a way that nobody else did. I don't tell jokes. I just use characters as a vehicle for me. Esmeralda, why do you only visit on Sunday? On stage, he was the master. If you look at a platypus, I think you might think that God might be some. God's up there in heaven going, okay, let's take a beaver. Let's put on a duck's bill, okay? He was really comfortable on stage. Off stage, I just felt he was holding himself together. Early in life, did you have a fear of abandonment? Oh, yeah. It's a primal fear for any child. And it dictates a lot of how you deal with life. He was always looking for a connection. It was a need to communicate and be funny. Every person is driven by some deep, 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 deep secret. Robin was doing drugs. There was fear sometimes to run away from it all, sometimes to run into it all. There you are, you become a reformed alcoholic. You've got a steaming glass of Perrier going, I feel so much better about myself. My father didn't always feel he was succeeding. But he is the most successful person I know. He made all the people laugh and laugh and laugh. He called me, leaving messages on my phone. It's, it's Robert. I'm giving you love. Bye. It's a tie with three people. Yeah. Pretty much that you, Robin. Come on now. You're only given a little spark of madness. And if you lose that, you're nothing. I really wanted to say how, how grateful I am to the film critics for uh, honoring Robin. And uh... yeah, thanks for nothing. <laughs> It's a tie with three people! Yeah. You pretty much said f you, Robin. Thank you, I hope that's televised. For those of you at home, Jack is getting ready to bring out a five iron. Oh, thank you. Their names in the tie. Thank you. I want to thank uh, Jack Nicholson and General J. Lewis for giving me this piece of paper. <laughs> it has their names on it, not mine. And I, I'm glad to be left out of this incredible group. Okay, I guess Welcome we're done. Welcome back to the pop culture. It's supposed to play the second part of the clip, but it just okay, whatever. Thanks, Blog Sorry. Talk. Sorry. Welcome back to the pop culture. Is that, of course, the always, I mean, the legendary, always just on his uh, on his toes, on his wrist, Robin Williams. Again, HBO having the fantastic documentary come inside my mind. Um, I mean, it's Robin Williams, right, Kyle? I mean, he's associated, I would say, especially with our generation, uh, a huge chunk of our our childhood, but just, you know, kind of movie upbringing um, in general, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jumanji ain't Jumanji without him. That's for sure. Jumanji ain't Jumanji without him. So that's it, just <laughs> Jumanji? No, just kidding. Uh, Mork and Mindy. I, mean, David I, I did, I did watch on. a lot of that. Um, <laughs> I did. I watched a lot of Mork and Mindy um, growing up. Um, nice. It, something to do when you're bored, I guess, because you don't, you can't go to sleep necessarily, but Nick and Knight's on, and you don't want to change the channel either, so you just you watch it. Um, do they still have Nick at Nights? I loved watching that old Mary, you know, the the Mork and Mindy's, the Happy Days, the Two Threes Company, and all that. Like at one a.m., it was like the best. Yeah. Time. Yep. <laughs> I stayed up watching that for sure. Um, what do they have? Like Friends now, and How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. Friends like Cosby Show, I think is maybe still on there. Oh, I doubt that. That's only on Bounce or Centric. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I I think they still have like a Nick and Night type deal, but I don't know if it plays like those anymore. I think it's like that's so Raymond or not that's so Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. Is that what it is? Why was uh, I getting yeah. to say that's so Raymond? Like that's so Raven. Ugh. It's horrible. You you must be enjoying a few a uh, few rum and cokes. Of knowledge. <laughs> I don't know why that was even like a cross. Like that's weird. But yeah, everybody I, I want to see that mashup though. So fans out there, please mash up. Uh, that's so Raymond Ray Romano uh, with tele telepathic uh, abilities or what? But she could see the future, right? So maybe yeah. he'll see the future of his kids, or or like, maybe when his mom comes, so he can leave. Maybe yeah, or maybe like CPS comes in and like Ray Romano's like the adoptee family. Whoa. I love Ray Romano. That show actually is really really effing funny. At first I is was it? like, oh, it's your typical sitcom, but uh, it's it's pretty damn good. The writing on there is is it's it is why it was on for like nine or ten seasons. And I heard like the live award after is award. Pretty hot too on the show. Yeah, there. I mean, everybody on on that cast, from Dolores Roberts to across Ray Romano, Brad Garrett, um, just it was it was just such a great ensemble. Um, Patricia Heaton, of course, but the glue of of that cast, I would say, was the late Peter Boyle, um, who played the dad, and and just the emotional connectivity, also with that grumpy, you know old you know grandpa or dad of that generation just mixed it so so perfectly and and again just the situations that the the barone family can get into uh is is great and you know kind of getting away from your parents while trying to be a good parent um is is an interesting uh look at as well gosh what was this 11 seasons this was on so yeah really oh yeah it is on tv land wow yeah, from nine. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, again, Chicago math not very good. Nine years, so yes, nine seasons. That's still a long time. Yeah, they were making like upwards of like probably five million an episode by the but, last couple of seasons. Now a season isn't actual like a full year. Like no, how, but you're how, thinking between twenty to twenty six episodes, like. 
per season, they during that era, Kyle, they were usually doing twenty four to twenty six episodes, which again, a couple million an episode times that, you're making a bank. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Which they do get paid a million per episode, like most actors. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, but is there like people that do get paid a million per episode? Oh yeah, that's they started with Friends. Um, they kind of started that threshold. Then Charlie Sheen was getting paid an obscene amount of money. Uh, the Big Bang cast, uh, I know the at least the Central Three were getting well over a million and a half per episode just by a few years ago. So it probably went more. Um, and then they got all the uh, supporting actors uh, a crap ton of money as well. So yeah, a million essentially on network TV um, isn't that much anymore. Surprising. Hmm. Yeah. So go to go to Juilliard, Kyle. Is what I'm saying. So go to what? What is that? Go to Juilliard, uh, one of the most famous institutions uh, to become an actor. Where actually, crazy enough, Robin Williams uh, attended, which of course we know he is a known thespian, as well as being one of the uh, the the most craziest, insane uh, comedic geniuses. Um, you know that that we've seen, but again, he got his start in the theater. Uh, of course, uh, with him and pal Christopher Reeve, you know Superman himself. Uh, you know, mm. kind of graduating out of that Juilliard class. You know, of course, becoming best friends. Him being the godfather to his first son, um, Zach. But you know, if you know Rob Williams, you know he always held Christopher Reeve close to his heart, as well as countless others. Uh, but it, but this documentary again is told via audio clip. You know, clips through various interviews, you know, clips from, you know, comic reliefs or stand up or this was the cool thing, Kyle. They would show clips from when he would break, you know, uh, you know, on Mork and Mindy on the happy days or, you know, it's it, it was just so crazy where people would go to these tapings, Kyle, because they said it would be like a three hour just Robin Williams improvisation set. So people would just go and just see the man unleash. He ha- he had just so much running through his mind, like the addiction we all know to the drugs and alcohol alcohol that mm-hmm. he shared. But the big one was just being funny. That was his biggest addiction. That's why he was always on, you know. And uh, you know, and people liked him as him. He was a very smart individual. But again, he just wanted more and more and more. He was never ever satisfied, but always was there for others when, when they did need a hand. But again, you know, it, it's great, Kyle, because again, it breaks into his childhood. It breaks into, you know, his, his, you know, spots in the, in the San Francisco LA comedy scene of the seventies at the comedy store or, you know, catch a rising star. So a lot of cool old clips, a lot of awesome pictures, of course, you know, him and, and David Letterman, you know, Jay Leno, uh, Elaine Boozler, uh, who he was dating, then all of a sudden was just like, you know what? You know, this was kind of the height of his fame. Then he got Mork and Mindy and then boosh, it just kind of, you know, took off in more ways than one. But uh, what's really crazy, Kyle, is he was so manic that during Mork and Mindy, or sorry, on a happy days, uh, he would never hit his, his marks. And so, you know, all the directors and the producers would always get angry. And they were like, we need to get this guy set up on his marks where, where finally Gary Marshall was like, they hired a fourth camera, which is now a precedent in uh, in, in in TV shows and in, in sitcoms, especially all because Robin Williams couldn't 
to stand on his marks, and he would just improvise everything, not only entertainment, but his life as well. Um, you know, it breaks in into, you know, of course, the infamous, you know, Belushi, you know, overdose, where he was there that night, which thus, you know, started him to, you know, not, you know, kind of weigh in his options, you know, of, of his, you know, substance abuse, if it was worth it, you know, of course, with his newborn son, you know, he, he decided to, you know, kind of take the avenues a different way and, you know, kind of thrusted that into his stand-up, which, of course, through the 80s and 90s to the early 2000s, he was just, you know, as known for that, as well as his acting roles, which, of course, we all remember his uh, Oscar-winning performance in uh, Goodwill Hunting back in 1997. Uh, but uh, if you definitely have HBO, HBO Go or whatnot, I, I highly recommend uh, just seeing all the riffs, all, you know, off-the-cuff stuff that he would do, you know, kind of uh, whether it was on the shows uh, that he was on, uh, on the sets of his films, or, of course, when he was uh, performing stand-up at the Metropolitan Opera House in New York City. Uh, it, it's just unfortunate, you know, with, with, you know, kind of the issues that he dealt, you know, was dealing with later on into his life there, but, but he was very uh, much an advocate of mental health and for people to, you know, get, get themselves checked out and, and, you know, just know that there are people out there. It was just an, an unfortunate circumstance of him, you know, going out the way that he did. Uh, but again, Robin Williams, again, from hook to Aladdin to his dramatic, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire, even though watching that movie now is uh, just a highly inappropriate film. But, of course, his dramatic turns, Poet Society, What Dreams May Come, Good Morning Vietnam, Awakenings, uh, The Birdcage, which is one of my favorite movies. That's probably a movie, Kyle, that I could watch anytime. I could probably watch it back to back to back and still left my ass off. Uh, a, a tremendous film, but uh, a, a good way, you know, to kind of get a nice Robin Williams fix. Uh, I highly recommend uh, Robin Williams Come Inside My Mind. I will watch it. <clears throat> I I do like documentaries. Uh, I'm a big fan of those. And um, we just watched one about a serial killer um, not too long ago. And um, pretty much dude um, robbed a bank and there was a bomb like tied to his neck. And he had a certain amount of time to yeah. get a certain amount of money. Um um, and the cops thought it was like a joke and the bomb actually detonated. Um, but they found the culprits and it was about a lady and a guy and they ended up doing the story about the lady, which I don't remember her name. But I saw the whole thing. Like, it was actually really good, but, um, um, it's just crazy. Like how documentaries like give you so much like behind the scenes. It's really good stuff. Do you remember that movie, uh, 30 Minutes or Less, with uh, Jesse Eisenberg, as he's in, sorry, uh, Danny McBride, I want to say? Yeah, yeah, and I, I didn't think that was that movie, because that's what I kept thinking of, like, when yep, I... when that's I, what that, was, that real scenario was uh, based off of. Okay, see, and I didn't know that was it, but, like, I was like, oh, I know, like, this movie, I've heard of it, and all I kept thinking was, um, uh... <laughs> that weird movie with um uh what's his name now? Zach Galifianakis and and everything. Um Out cold. where they take them No, that's a good one though. Um 
shit out of that movie. That was funny, and I didn't even think it was him until after. Because oh. he seemed, like, way skinnier then. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what is that movie now? With Zach Galifianakis, and they, they take money from, like, a uh, armory oh, truck. Oh, Masterminds. Kristen Wiig Masterminds. and Jason Sudeikis. A movie yeah. on paper that could have been good, but when it's made three years before it's actually released, that's never a good sign. I, I haven't seen it. I didn't really like 30 Minutes or Less just because I kind of knew the tragic uh, kind of a horrible story behind it. Um, but I did watch some of that documentary, though. Um, that was intense how they actually showed what happened to the demon. Yeah, they, sh- they showed it detonating. They didn't, like, give full... I, I will give the spoiler because I'm sure people are going to rush to it now. Um, they don't give the full detonation, but they show the aftermath um, and the bomb, like, getting ready to go off, but they don't mm-hmm. show. But they do give graphic detail of what happened, too, um, which I'm like, goodness. <laughs> and the fact that they had to cut the head off in order to, like, keep the device, they said, which didn't make sense yes, to me. but. Crazy, yeah. You mm. couldn't even do a, like an like a funeral or anything because yeah, they had to take it for evidence. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Yeah. Um. Great documentary, but documentaries are always good. I even watch wrestling documentaries. Um, the Stone Cold one, Shawn Michaels one, even the Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy ones. Matt and <laughs> Jeff Hardy, Frankenstein and Frankenstein Jr. Um. God, man. Speaking of uh, Southerners, uh, HBO, oh. uh, we'll, we'll keep... Yep. <laughs> That's one match I saw, and the other one was the Team Hell No Squash. Okay. I'm just like, well, that's the end of that. Yeah, I think I'm going to stop watching American Wrestling minus NXT and, uh, <laughs> and just NXT. And- Juice Robinson's row up, which they showed that on Access, which I kind of f- I find funny that like they show pay per view matches for Access TV. Yeah, which is awesome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because we have Access now on our Dish Network here, and um, they showed the Juice Robinson match. They showed the Kenny Omega Cody match, um, which was What'd actually not bad, by the way. I thought it was actually really good. What about um, the table spot? I thought that was cool, but good God, it didn't break. And I'm like, what about well, that Cody power bar? Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that superplex. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, too. But I felt like Kenny Omega looked like he felt that one. He was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but that was some great wrestling, and I felt like even that would have been decent. Like, Jim Ross was getting pissed about the gates. I saw that because it did break. Um... Omega landed on the gate, and then the gate landed on like somebody's the kneecap. fan in the front. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, why was he the only one sitting there? He was legit the only one there. Just like the Jim Ross thing, they kept foreshadowing that, and then he gets knocked down. But I would say that match was for sure the best, the best match of all. What did we learn? What did we? Learn? However, dude did not take an ice pack. I saw in the crowd, like he just went back to his seat and just chilled like an OG. But, however, that has to hurt, man, because that gate is, like, not forgiving, and then you got weight on top of that, and you're kind of old. He was an old guy. So, like, mm-hmm. 
he probably had to go to the hospital after the show, but he stayed for it because he's a wrestling fan and that's dedication. That's dedication. I mean, I no, would. He's, he, I would he saw dollar stay. signs because it's on he tape. Probably, there's evidence. Truth, but he did. He stayed for the entire show. Like at that point, you are you like, are you like voluntarily like wavering your your lawsuit at that point? I would hope so. Can you stay for an entire show and still sue? I think so. Maybe maybe they filled out a a, a form during or during the breaks, <laughs> in between matches. The match reset. They said, "Hey, we need you to fill out this form. Liability. <laughs> we'll give you some free merch. <laughs> some free merch and uh, uh, a replica kids belt." Of the uh, replica kids belts of the NWGP the, American the Heavyweight title. Championship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Neverweight title. Here you go. Take that. Don't bother us. I would sue <laughs> just for that title alone. Like, that's a slap in the mouth. Um, which, speaking of slapping the mouth, there are quite a bit in HBO's new Southern Gothic uh, miniseries, two episodes in, and I would say this is probably the must-see of 2018. Hit it, Kyle, and we'll find out why. Here's Sharp Objects. Boom. What if after you die, part of you goes to heaven, part of you stays here? Wind Gap. There was a murder there. Another one's missing now. Get me a story. Hi, Mama. Goodness, I didn't expect you. The house is not up to par for visitors. I'm just in town on business. Camille, look at you. I'm glad you're home. What kind of person does that? Hurt a child. Doesn't help anything. Riling folks up. You got two mutilated girls on your hands. Someone else is doing the riling. When you're here, you're my daughter. Everything you do comes back on me. I didn't come back to cause any problems. I can tell. You ate this place like me. Someone in this town's hiding something. Mama says I need to be careful around you. That's true. Are you dangerous? Whoa. <laughs> what? Be- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Sharp Objects, the, uh, again, brilliant HBO miniseries, uh, brought to screen by Jean-Marc Vallée. Who brought uh, brought HBO's other big winner of 2017 or during the awards season, Big Little Lies, this time adapting from Gillian Flynn's 2006 famed novel, of course, entitled Sharp Objects. But this story, essentially, Amy Adams is uh, a reporter, uh, Camille Preaker, who has to go back to her hometown uh, due to edit- her editor insisting she kind of tracks on, uh, you know, the the murders of these two young girls. Um, but there's another motive into it, which just is a little bit baffling. Uh, he's trying to, as his wife always says, you're not Dr. Phil. Stop trying to be it because Camille has a lot of shit to deal with Kyle. 
as you as you heard from her mother, played brilliantly, chewing up the scenery, playing that that uh, you know the the socialites to the T, uh, the always wonderful, always appreciative. Uh, Patricia Clarkson uh, playing Amy Adams' mother. Um, uh, Christmas Cena kind of playing the detective uh, out of uh, out of towner detective from Kansas City. Um, you know, trying to help out on this case. But of course, it's Delta within a small town, so people are talking, especially when Amy Adams' character returns back home. And thus, she's starting an investigation here where her mom, of course, disapproves because too many people are talking and you can't have any negativity when it surrounds her name. And Kyle, boy, howdy, did this uh, show kind of hit a home because kind of uh, in the situation where I live, Kyle, it's, it's kind of about the same thing. Word travels fast. You are pinpointed. You are... You are mocked, ridiculed, you are judged right away until people know you. Uh, and you could definitely sense that uh, in, in sharp objects, even if you are from that place originally. Uh, but uh, this definitely uh, feels like a Jean-Marc Vallée uh, type of show, uh, very point of view-esque, like he did in Big Little Lies. So it's kind of like that voyeuristic type of sense, as you see Amy Adams uh, kind of uh, not only go through her relationship with her mother, her stepmother, but also with herself and her past, you know, issues, whether it was through addiction or whether it was she was assaulted. So a lot of flashbacks to kind of her childhood. So this is her trying to com- confront her demons and her issues, you know, kind of at the same time to try to figure out, you know, why there are these two murders to two separate girls within this small town. Uh, so far, uh, this is a, a show with a lot of symbolism, a lot of visuals. But what I love about it, Kyle, is the, the essence of the sound. Every little sound is emphasized where even an unsurround sound, it's going to be nine times the volume of, of what's originally supposed to be. But it is meant to be, uh, to be done on purpose. There, every little, every single second of this show is like a mystery, is like a puzzle. So you're trying to figure out what her past was, why she left, uh, you know, what happened to her, uh, to her sickly sister. Why is her new uh, younger half sister, uh, you know, very two faced and playing both sides of the coin, where she seems like she has a Munchausen syndrome all the way into a snooty millennial, if you will. But uh, very interesting things. This is a show uh, I will definitely be recapping for the next six episodes here. Kyle, if you got the HBO down in the YZ, I highly recommend you and Megan check out Sharp Objects. It's only going to get uh, more tense. Uh, You could sense uh, a lot of red herrings on certain characters, but you know... Uh, there's definitely a inside job when it comes to these murders. Someone or something, not something, this is supernatural, but some, <laughs> uh, someone or a group of people are definitely hiding something, but I cannot wait to uh, help unravel as the weeks go on. But I would say, Kyle, uh, of course, highly recommend watching this, but uh, very uh, true detective season one. Again, it kind of has that Southern American Gothic style where, you know, a lot of, you know, a little bit of Twin Peaks uh, beats to it as well, where you're just like, huh, this town can't possibly be real. But again, Kyle, like I said, <laughs> from uh, coming from my experiences, yes, it is very real. It is very scary. 
but it also oh. makes up for an interesting, interesting stories. Highly recommend Sharp Objects on HBO. Every Sunday night, funny. by the way. They always have like some good show. Uh, HBO yeah. is like a really good subscription to hold on to if if you haven't had it already, because there's always some sort of gem in there that it's worth watching. And they play some really good movies, too. Yes, they do. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy HBO. I mean, hell, from... I used to watch Tales from the Crypt as a kid. scare the living bejesus out of me, but every Friday night I would sneak downstairs, watch that replay of Tales from the Crypt, or record that shit on the VCR. Um, Dream On was a show I used to watch, which I definitely should not have. It was about a guy who had fantasies uh, about banging. Um, but it was done in like a 1950s, you know, kind of sitcom a la I Love Lucy or Mary Tyler Moore. But then all of a sudden there's just a random sex scene. And, you know, as a five, six, seven-year-old, you're like, all right, Brian, Ben, Ben, get you some. But a very funny show. Larry Sanders. Uh, but, of course, uh, they, they were one of the uh, the spearheads of the new golden era of TV, of television uh, back in 99, of course, with The Sopranos. Um, you had Oz, you have The Wire, Six Feet Under, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, Silicon Valley of today. I mean, Entourage, so on and so on, Sex in the City. So many important shows in the cultural background for over the last 18, 19 years. Um, you know, Deadwood, just they, they just keep bringing it. But with the acquisition now, there is a panic at HBO at the moment, Kyle. The new president... Uh, you know, HBO, Time Warner, whatnot, uh, they they uh, basically are looking to go the Netflix route. Apparently, they're, they're going to start dumbing down their content, which was why people like HBO. But the new uh, uh, guy in charge is saying he wants to make it a little bit broader, which kind of, you know, doesn't have me a little, little too excited. A lot of people within HBO... Uh, aren't very uh, excited about this new uh, new area that HBO might go into. But uh, with Game of Thrones ending next year and, and Westworld, you know, picking things up, but who knows how long and how expensive that show is and if that will fit into the new uh, uh, HBO model. But hopefully they won't go too far away from what has made them very, very special. Yeah. Um, of course, the uh, Chris Rock show was one of uh, some of my watched. Hell yeah! Um, I did watch oh, a lot of Def Comedy stuff. Jam. Yeah, yep. Def Comedy okay. Jam for sure. Um, yeah, their stand-up specials. Um, Ballers is really good. Um, I want to say, um, um, shoot, the Denny McBride show. Um, yeah, he's spawning down. He's been on it down. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know why There's I almost so forgot many. that. Yeah, there's so a lot. Many shows. <laughs> there's a lot, and then you learn how nasty Dennis Smith is, and you're just like, man. <laughs> I mean, there's sports <laughs> coverage, they're boxing. I mean, they like you said, you know, documentaries. They they are always always known for hell. Some that are even nominated for Academy Awards. Uh, HBO's just the ish. Hopefully, they don't change too much. Um, hopefully, oh, True Detective season three is coming out next year as well. So. HBO has some awesome stuff on the dockets here. Uh, speaking of the dockets, Kyle, what did you think of Carnosaur 2? Um, didn't watch it yet. My bad. We'll be, we'll be back into No, I'm kidding. Uh, what, you said you were watching Netflix. Um, what, what, what are some things you've been watching on the, uh, the flicks of the nets? 
Um, I've been watching a lot of <laughs> Bob Ross for some odd reason, but um, Tight. no, I just um finished, I believe, a little bit of um Alias Grace, which um is really really crazy show so far. Um, What's that I about? believe so. So far, there's this chick who's already did like 15 years in the box. You know what I'm saying? No, um, she's already she's already uh, did 15 years in prison, and um, she's so young. And this American guy comes to talk to her, and she has like, to me, what is like an Irish accent, but I'm ignorant, so you're gonna have to excuse me. Um, but that's what it sounds like. And he just tries to get inside her mind. And she's telling pretty much her backstory and how she came where she is. And, um, so far I'm just at the tip of the iceberg because it it doesn't even tell us how she got arrested and why. So, um, Ooh, the plot thickens. Yeah. She so far works as a help. Um, at at uh, some rich family's place, and she makes like two dollars a month, and uh, uh, that's pretty much it so far. She had a best friend who got like knocked up, and I w- won't say no more about that. Um, yeah, I, I just say watch it. I guess it's it's pretty interesting. Sounds interesting indeed. Anything else you've been uh, checking out there? Um, what else? Glow's really good, as I mentioned. Bob Ross, um, both his uh, shows. Um, I used to watch that with my friend after like football practice. We would go back to his house and just like we put that on and just like take like a thirty minute nap because it was so soothing. It really we is. We just watch Bob Ross and just like, all right, and wake up. We're like, whoa, what, what just happened? And yeah, and to to hear his uh, backstory behind it all is um, <clears throat> pretty interesting. And how he had that and, coke finger. Yeah, everybody Ooh. says that the coke finger, and they're like, he had to did weed, like he has to smoke weed, like. But honestly, he just took a vow not to yell because he was a Marine sergeant. Like true story. And he just hated doing it. And so he said if he ever got out of that life, which he did, then he wouldn't be that way no more, which is why he's, like, so tranquil. Um, Tranquilo, the original Naito, if you will. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Naito. <laughs> oh, respect. Yeah. By the way, um, I know he, like, house-showed... Um, <laughs> no, he he uh, kicked off uh, Money in the Bank or Extreme Rules against uh, Sin Cara, which he's had a SmackDown match, which I mentioned. Um, I didn't see his pay per view match though. Don't just watch the SmackDown match. I don't even know if that match really. Exists. I I just saw the table match, and they said this is the first match of the night. So I was really confused. But when I was reading results, it said that there was an almost Sin Cara match. So. I don't think it exists. I don't know if it was a dark match or not, but uh, that SmackDown match they had uh, a few days prior was way better, way better. So just watch that. I miss the Usos as tag team champions. Ugh. Really? You didn't like them as tag team champs? 
I'd rather have sanity. True. Or authors of pain. Uh, I'm just glad Hell No lost, but not the way they did. Oh, yeah, that was kind of disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, it was very And now they just, they just overpowered the shit out of, uh, out of, uh, bludgeons. So it makes no yeah, sense to me now. Like, they're, they're unbeatable now. Yep. How do you go from jobbers to unbeatable? But find out in two and two when we'll be back. Who got beat down at the box <laughs> office just like Team Hell No got beat down at Extreme Rules? We'll find out what's coming out this week. Also, we'll celebrate an anniversary. We'll see. Uh, maybe we could change Kyle's mind on the Jamie Foxx casting. Also, a fo- uh, Nick Toon's favorite from a childhood coming back, coming back strong. Also, we'll talk a little San Diego Comic-Con. We'll see you in two and two. Your late night hip-hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams. Every Thursday night, right here on the Strong Style Media Network, catch up on your latest on hip-hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my pet. Check my feet when I'm walking to see if it I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Enut. Enut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to I, it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. And I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. I can't. What are you I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, boxing, pokes, pokes, basketball, chef, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio.
I help you with, Lord of Darkness? I'm looking for a date. The date is Friday, July 13th. No, no. I want to meet someone. Understood. You want to eat dim sum. Don't you get it? I want to go on a date. I'm lonely. I understand. You want baloney. Uh, uh, too many eyes. Too few eyes. Not into tentacles. Dad? Oh, baby! You're stressed out from working too hard. You need a vacation from running everyone else's vacation. And I know just how to fix it. Mavis, where are we going? A cruise? Surprise! Oh, no, 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 no. Dad! Come on, there's so much to do. You could go scuba diving. Try some exotic food. Or just enjoy the view. Okay, Dad, thank you. Maybe you'll find your own fireworks on the cruise. It's not the love boat, Frank. Ahoy there! I am Captain Erica. You must be the one and only Dracula. There's something about an accent that makes a man sound so intelligent. You nailed it, honey. Best summer vacation ever! You were right, great-grandfather Van Helsing. Monsters are disgusting. They have no idea what's about to happen to them. Something about that woman I don't trust. The food here is to die for. Mm. Must have been garlic in the guacamole. That deadly for you? <laughs> Was that you? Uh. Oh no, Blobby's gonna puke. Oh. This is the moment fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Yeah, baby! Welcome to the box office retail. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture. So not only does Adam Sandler do movies with his friends just for the vacation and the nice paycheck in real life, but in animation form, too. Uh, as you heard, the trailer for <laughs> Hotel Transylvania. Not one, not two, but yes, a three. Uh, of course, Sony Animation doing a bang-up job, making lots of money. Uh, we'll find out where that drops here momentarily. Um Kyle, did you get a chance to check out Sorry to Bother You? No. 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 Excuse Been me. too busy. Uh, just busy. Been too Working. busy? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Working, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like 10-hour days, if not longer, over the week. You get overtime? Yeah. I do. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's just been long, long days. Eight to six. Like six days a week. Six days a week, the same job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's I'm new there, too, so, like, but it's needed. Like, even on days, like, I feel like we're slow, like, I'm still, like, needed. Isn't that weird how that works out that way? There's always stuff to do, but, yeah, sometimes you're just like, how? Why am I yeah. still here? Yeah, like, 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 how am I still here? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, you're like, oh, I can go home early. But then, like, the day is just busy, like, busy enough to where, like, like, you're still there. And you're like, oh, man, I was hoping to get home early. Now it's four <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. I know, I know about that. Oof. Um, yep. But sorry to bother you, had quite a, I would say, a pretty damn good opening, uh, you know, with Thursday, five over $5 million. Not too oh. shabby. Of course, all the racist cineplexes around me did not have the movie as well. Something <laughs> I, I wanted to see, but uh, just found out it, it's going to be in St. Cloud uh, starting tomorrow. It's the beginning of a nine-day stretch. Uh, so depending on how I feel. Maybe I might run up there Saturday night, but uh, I'm sure this movie wasn't made for too much, but uh, this will definitely make its money back when it hits the streaming capacity. Uh, but shout out to them. Uh, Ocean's 8 probably coming out of the top 10 after this week. Uh, grossing domestically, uh, at least so far in the top 10, Kyle. $132 million, so very respectable numbers. Uh, Uncle Drew getting $36 million, Kyle. What do you think about that, by the way? That's a pretty um, solid audience. That is. That <laughs> that is. How much did it get? Thirty from a 36? commercial. Yeah, that's just domestically. I don't know if internationally it'll wow. be a big. Uh, you know, if it'll get anything. But no, yeah, but 30, still, thirty-six million. That's crazy. Yeah. Ooh. Like the NBA tried to do its thing. I remember they talked about Reggie Miller having a dance scene on the show, and um, Shaquille O'Neal is a good dancer still, but. I'm, to be honest with you, I don't know. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm not really feeling Shaquille O'Neal right now. Mm-hmm. Why? Wow, what's up with Shaq? Why are you hating I'm on the just, Diesel? I don't know. You know what's weird though? Like I've been looking at a lot of like conspiracy theory movies, and this MK Ultra stuff is kind of weird. What do you? How do you feel about that? What's is that a rapper? No. <laughs> So MK Ultra, I guess, is like the mind control thing, but like that whole uh, moment where he like froze on air for like forty seconds. Oh yeah. And I thought that was kind of weird. Um, but then Jalen Rose had that thing where he froze um, while they was like adjusting his microphone and stuff. Um, but I I don't know about that one because it was it was Chauncey him and like some chick and all three of them were kind of frozen. Although Jalen Rose looked did kind of weird, but they have to like watch the game to like report on it. Like they're not, Whoa. nobody's nobody's giving them highlights. Like they have to sit and watch these games to to talk about them. And so, um, um, lady was adjusting his mic while he was like on the balcony. You seen that? And like he was frozen, like didn't move, like didn't blink, didn't do anything. But what? they just found it weird. 
Wow, that's crazy. It seems like it's what they did in um in uh, Clockwork Orange, where yeah, they're they're pretty much brainwashing you into a just a totally different other being, which is insane. Yeah, and they said that uh, who else? Um, Al Roker is another. Um, apparently Eminem was another, but I don't know about that one. Okay, this video that I just put on my thing on YouTube about MK Ultra feels like I just entered the dark web, so thanks, Kyle. (laughs) My bad. Is that a UFO? What's happening? I'm scared. Whoa. Yeah, I'm freaking out. Wow. It's it's really weird, like, this stuff's going on. I, I find it funny. Um, I don't know if like it's exaggerated or not, but to have Shaq like freeze and then like they was like, Oh look here how like how like uh I forget his name now. Um dude like turns his back towards Shaq and then the three of them have a conversation. It was like um dude, Kevin Smith and uh I think Victor Oladipo. And then the three of them were kinda of talking amongst themselves while Shaq was just no. frozen and like staring at the camera. No, you uh, know what like, it was? I'm sure a cameraman probably had a pair of Shaq Gnosis's on, and then that's what caught his attention. <laughs> he got shaq by his own <laughs> shitty shoe, which I owned, by the way, two pairs of. I owned one no pair. Shame. And I no did shame. play basketball with them. Oh, I, I look like such a dink with those on. They look cool. I like the style. Looking at them now, I'm like, these are tight. But back then, man, yeah, I could see the ridicule, but jeez. Yeah, I I wouldn't wear them out in public, but I did play basketball in them. I did on a pair. I own a pair of Grand Hills, too. No. No? No. But I was a big kid. (laughs) What? When I played, because like when I wore those, I played like YMCA <laughs> ball. So like I was part uh-huh. of a team, but I did like go to the YMCA on Saturday and Sunday mornings and play like games and tournaments and stuff. And then eventually I played park board, and then from there like whatever. But um, yeah, I started there was out, a like, two-year YMCA stretch ball. where I was actually a pretty good basketball player in junior high, Kyle. And then really? uh, ninth grade happened. Uh, yeah, we 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 had a pretty solid team. I was the rebounder. I, I would get like twenty rebounds a game, block a shot every now and then. I played pretty good defense. I had a hook shot. I would always shoot with one hand only. Um, yeah. A la Shaquille O'Neal. But um, but other other than that, uh, then ninth grade happened. Everyone got more athletic and taller, and yeah, it was just awful. I stayed the same. Gross. Yeah, it was about that way for me. Like maybe sophomore year of high school. Like, I stopped growing, and everybody else didn't. So I was like, damn. <laughs> you didn't um, take your Flintstone vitamins. No. No. <laughs> nope. But um, I did play junior high, um, and I played park board. I did a couple three-on-three tournaments, like, downtown, which was fun. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not, like, athletic, but I'm fundamental. Like enough to get by. Plus you skateboard. Say what? Oh yeah. Plus you skateboard. A little bit. A little bit. Now I I wouldn't. I wouldn't call myself great, but (laughs) a little bit. You can go farther than ten feet, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can go farther than ten feet. I can't even go six feet. 
Uh, coming in at number five this past week, a Jurassic World Fallen in the rankings. <coughs> Sorry, that was terrible. Uh, $15.5 million. Domestically, $363.2 million. Not as good as Jurassic World, but it's still hitting that B in $1.13 billion worldwide. So, again, not too shabby on that aspect. Uh, a movie, unfortunately, that did not reach the, the, the billion-dollar mark, but pretty damn close. The Parr Family uh, is one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, Incredibles 2 coming in in fourth, $16.2 million. Domestic total, though, Kyle, $535.8 million. Uh, $857 million internationally so far. Uh, the the world was waiting for the pars to return. Uh, raccoons and all, Jack Jack and all. We were very excited to have them back. Cannot wait to see, but hopefully we don't have to wait 14 years for the threequel. Uh, coming at a number three where I totally, totally was off base, but I should have known from when I saw the trailer. And I, I look, you know, over and I'm like, did we just see the whole movie? And then Callie's like, I'm pretty sure we just seen the whole movie. And we're like, well, I guess we don't need to see this movie. As well as America felt the same. Uh, nobody was smelling what Dwayne Johnson was cooking this past weekend. Skyscraper, uh, I would say a modest, but generally, uh, usually this is double, if not triple lately. Um, skyscraper only opening with about $25 million. This die hard, you know, with uh, with what leg? I, I don't know how to say that. Anywho, uh, you know, is is kind of not very underperforming, if you will. A lot of people were expecting between the fifty to sixty-five a million range opening, um, albeit one of his uh, lowest openings, uh, but definitely above uh, last year's Baywatch remake. Um, but again, uh, it was his, his lowest domestic opening in quite a while here. Um, but this should be interesting. Uh, this again, I, I have no interest. It, it pretty much showed you everything. Kyle, is this pretty much a stream it or do you have any interest in jumping off with uh, Dwayne the rock Johnson on skyscraper? I never had any interest to be honest with you to begin with. So there goes my opinion on that. Boom. Just like America coming in at number two, uh, last week's champ, Ant-Man and the Wasp, getting under $30 million, uh, having a massive drop from its weekend. But again, usually Marvel movies drop between 50 to 54%. Uh, this drops 62%. Uh, a little surprising for me, uh, especially with how I, I would say good this film was, how funny, how, how a different pace and a different tone than what we received with Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War earlier this year. Uh, so, so again, a nice cleanse of the palate. But, hey, you know, hopefully uh, this will reach a broader audience. And, and with this movie, Kyle, and this franchise, this is small enough where, you know, they're not expecting that billion-dollar raking. But, you know, I was hoping for, for a little bit more. Uh, coming out at number one, though, surprising myself um, and, and Kyle, um, to an extent, even though I know he was there opening night, uh, Adam Sandler, uh, him uh, and, and the rest of the Monster Mash, uh, this time at Hotel Transylvania 3, summer vacation, a la, you know, second title, like Tiny Toons. That's pretty rad. Um, uh, 
Genady Tartakovsky's, uh, you know, third entry into this monster animated universe. Uh, $44 million. Um, you know, not as good as the, the first release, but did uh, did beat out the, the second one there, Kyle. This brings the whole cast back, uh, which includes Andy Samberg, Selena Gomez, Steve Buscemi, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, David Spade, Kevin James, Fran Drescher. I'm just going off the top of my head here. Uh, the the legendary Mel Brooks. Uh, new addition, though, Catherine Hahn, which uh, I thought was a, uh, a, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so I'm just going to break into my quick review here, Kyle. Uh, Hotel Transylvania 3, albeit I do find the other two very cute. While, be, uh, while it did have its laughs, I felt this movie dragged a little bit. Of course, it was the obvious of obvious. They're not trying to do any Pixar-like work. But, you know, for the gags that it was, this is definitely a nice FX viewing, you know, on a Saturday afternoon with the little ones or, you know, possibly a red box or 99-cent rental on the stream. Or if you get a good deal to get all three movies, you know, on a digital bundle, you know, maybe it's worth, you know, a watch or two. Uh, One of my favorite moments uh, is when the... uh, the, the Wolfman and his wife, because, uh, again, this is set on a cruise ship, so they have, you know, kind of the live-in babysitting services there, Kyle, um, on the cruise ships there. And so when they went and they said, we could take all your kids for you, they were pretty much just like a huge weight dropping off of their shoulders. They had no idea what to do, but uh, they definitely made the best of their time, which I thought was a really really fun scene there but uh again nothing special this this should have been an abc family straight to halloween you know type of special or maybe a sunday or a summer special mind you um but uh you know it's it's you know i would say a pass on the big screen not even a five dollar uh five dollar tuesday just a pass but critics like or families like it 44 million I digress. The little one didn't even seem to enjoy it as much. Do you think that's why? Or do you think that it's something different from the superhero? Like, like, do you think parents are just like, okay, like a cartoon, finally. Like, not a superhero flick. Yeah, I mean, it's been a few weeks out, you know, since The Incredibles. So, you know, albeit that's animation and superheroes uh so yes i i think they were kind of drained uh and and done with that so i'm i'm really surprised though with skyscraper only getting about 25 million uh out of here this past week and i i would have probably expected closer to 40 to 50 but again it just didn't seem like it was a must see especially when you show you know all the the money shots in every trailer and every tv spot so you know, I, I think marketing has to be a little bit better. And I, I would say instead of blaming your Rotten Tomato scores, maybe blame how how you're presenting your whole movie in two and a half minutes. Uh, a, a trailer, though, for a film that I don't think shows too much, even though I'm pretty sure it's obvious as obvious can be, Denzel Washington is back in a movie I have to see, and I know Kyle definitely appreciates here is the equalizer. Two. They're going to war with me. First time to Turkey? No, no, no. 
long time ago. Different life. Now you come back. Yes, I'm looking for something. You can find whatever you wish in Turkey. How about a man who kidnapped a little girl from her American mother? Would not be looking for such a man. It would be dangerous for you. Men like him would think that. Helping all these random people and everything. Stay off the radar. Something happened to one of ours. So I'm obligated to look into it. Thought you were retired. Oh, I am. It's like you're dead. <laughs> yeah. What's the matter? <laughs> they even knew what floor she was on. They're tying up loose ends. Exactly. There's a partner for seven years back. It's a mistake to go to war with him. They're going to war with me. Whoever did this have all charge skill set. They're with the agency. Family. You ever see Star Trek? Very good. Call 911. They killed my friend. So I'm going to kill each and every one of them. And the only disappointment is that I only get to do it once. Seeing you carrying all those books around, I figured you for some kind of teacher. I'm a high-level paid government assassin. Welcome back to the pop culturist Denzel uh, being all murderous and such reteaming with his training day. And of course, the first equalizer uh, director, Antoine Fuqua, uh, which of course we all know uh, they, they do, I, I would say tremendous films together. I did not mind the magnificent seven um, as, as most people did. Uh, but of course, Denzel getting an Oscar with him for, uh, his role in Training Day. Uh, Denzel's first sequel, by the way, Kyle. Uh, that's pretty crazy to think about, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I, I didn't even think this was going to be a sequel. So, it really caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah, based off a, uh, a, a TV show back in, uh, I want to say, the 80s, <laughs> The Equalizer. Pretty much just about, you know, he's a uh, vigilante. Uh, him playing a Robert McCall um, where I, again, had not seen the first one. I heard good stuff. I know it made a crap ton of money, hence why we're getting a sequel here. Um, Kyle, did you ever see the, the first one? Um, I've seen a little bit of it. I didn't finish it, but it is, um, well, was on the voodoo. Does he bring that awesome Denzel swagger? Is that why it's cool? It's like, you know, John Wick. Um, maybe, which 
John Wick. It's like a Denzel John Wick, isn't it? Yeah. So like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I saw John Wick one because there was a John Wick two. I heard. I'm like, whoa. Well, let me watch it. Because yep. uh, Cherie was like, oh, I'm so excited for it. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, that movie was probably dumb. Because I'm nope. basing it off of, like, the last film that he had, like, um, I want to say it was like a love The film. Lake House? Is that what it was? No. But did you ever see The oh. Lake House? The time travel mailbox movie? Constantine? No. That was a wave before. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding But, was Constantine good? Like, I want to say it was good My cousin was, like, really hyped about it And I saw it, but I remember, like, me dozing on and I've off seen Constantine part. once in the theater And it's funny that you say you were dozing I think I was dozing, but I, I Maybe for a few moments But I was in a state of mind Where I probably, you know, wasn't paying attention to as much um, a movie I've always wanted to to revisit. Um, you know, I always say I'm impartial. I know visually it's amazing. I know the story had me confused with the Rachel Vice characters. How it's like one dies. Well, here's the sister, and you're like, wait, what? And then you know all this other crazy stuff. But uh, I do have it on the HBO Go watch list. Uh, so maybe one day when I have two and a half hours to kill, I'll venture into that DC Marvel that is uh, Constantine. Which, yeah. by the way, Equalizer and John Wick coming out in the same year. So, I mean, not that it was a, a career resurgence for Denzel, you know, like like it was for, for Keanu Reeves here, you know, kind of getting him back into that A-list, you know, uh, spotlight with a B, you know, B-movie type of film. Uh, you know, where <laughs> Equalizer, I would say, is kind of in the same wavelength. But, you know, Denzel's Denzel. He doesn't need us, but it's always fun to see him you know, crack a few knees, you know, bust a few faces, you know, put a yeah. bullet in a kneecap or in the side of the head, uh, whether it's training day or men on fire, uh, the first equalizer, magnificent seven. Uh, it's always good to see this, this Denzel. And um, it's, it's interesting how, uh, again, this being his, his first sequel, but, you know, don't leave it to Antoine Fuqua to, to get him out of that shell there. Um, you know, the, the, the buzz around this, you know, is, is hit or miss, depending on who you ask. Uh, I, I guess it's for fans. If you like the first one, uh, just see Denzel bust a lot of shit. Um, also, a, another sequel. This is a weekend of sequels, Kyle. Uh, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. The, the big hit from about 10 years ago there. The sequel homage to the wonderful uh, Broadway play, also entitled Mamma Mia. But it had, you know, such an amazing cast that included Meryl Streep and Amanda Seyfried, Pierce Brosnan, Colin Firth, Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of my uh, over my head here. Christine Baranski, uh, the lady from Absolutely Fabulous, which I can't think of her name. Um, you know, a, a fun little, you know, story, you know, what if, who is her father, you know, type of story told through the songs of, uh, of ABBA. Uh, but this time, it's a prequel, if you will, to the Mama Mia franchise. I had no idea that anybody asked for I had fun with the first one. I'm a sucker for these type of movies. I'm a sucker for ABBA. Kyle, on the scale of 1 through 10, how, I would say, how big of a negative number do you not want to see this movie? Um, Equalizer 2? <laughs> no, Mama Mia. <laughs> Oh, oh God. Um, 
really horrible. Um, I yeah, it's way it's way down there because I remember number one, and that came out like what two thousand and four, two thousand and really. I want to say it's either oh eight or two thousand ten. It's actually two thousand eight. So yeah, ten years ago. Okay, Um, that's probably why they're doing the sequel. And and like the sequel, like the movie itself was silly. Like I thought there was a happy ending in there somewhere. Didn't she choose someone? Like who cares? Like that's it. Yeah, it's it's I I get it, but like I said, it's more the prequel. It tells uh, you know kind of Meryl Streep how she you know ended up falling in love with her three suitors um, is what I'm assuming. The only thing also I can assume. Um, I don't know if it's in the plot details or not, but uh, the one thing I could see is why they're doing a flashback is if her character is dying. I know Cher is in this sequel, which, hey, uh, more Cher the better. Um, But, you know, uh, again, I'm not sure if that's why, um, you know, why why they're doing this storyline there. Maybe they're killing her character off, Kyle. Um, and, and that's why they're doing that. But, uh, uh, Cinderella herself, um, uh, Lily James is playing the younger version of Meryl Streep. I am a huge Lily James fan, of course, from Baby hmm. Driver, just to name a few. Uh, so I'll be yeah. excited for that. And plus, like I said, share. So I might pop in into the Cineplex, check this out, as well as Equalizer 2, because the movie I really want to see, surprisingly, Kyle, uh, is nowhere around me this, uh, this weekend. But I am uh, unfriended. I did watch minus the reasoning why she was being chastised and made and made fun of uh, the reasoning of her bullying. I didn't like um, I thought was a pretty damn good, interesting movie, a different uh, take on the point of view, a steady cam genre, the horror genre, you know, including social media in that in that frame. Uh, this time they visit the dark web, which is one of the scariest aspects of human existence to me, Kyle. <laughs> And, and the way how this trailer kind of shows how these five or six people, you know, are, are kind of online together and then they go. And then, of course, they start getting taken out one by one and they show yeah. different, you know, areas of the dark web. Just it really makes me cringe, but makes me want to see it as well. That curiosity that I have, uh, that is uh, that that area. But uh, dark web, uh, <laughs> if it was near me, this would be a Friday night with a suit on, ready to get uh, jump-scared the shit out of. I I did see the first one, and it wasn't too bad. Um, I didn't was, mind it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Her pants, I didn't mind or what? Spoiler alert. <laughs> but then, like, they never should have... You're going to shoot your pants video. one day or not. I mean... Yeah. Just never should have used the video. Then people wouldn't die, you know? Then, you know? Because the internet's cruel. And it immortalizes you somehow. Mm-hmm. Have you gone to the dark web, Kyle? Mm. <sighs> yes. And I, I don't like it. I really don't. Did they show you, like, looking at yourself on your screen? Like, that's no. always the go-to, like, trope or scare. Like, they're like, oh, we're watching you. But that that would freak me the shit out. <laughs> no, I haven't gotten there yet. But I've seen like some dark videos, if that's what you meant. Like, and that's that's pretty far off. Like um, beheadings. Yeah, um, two girls, one cup, pain Olympics. I seen like both of those on the same day. 
and like took wow. a week like break off of the internet. <laughs> I don't think I know you anymore, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> that I seen uh Faces of Death. Yeah. Those are pretty gross. Um of it all. Yeah, VHS like there's style. a bunch. There's a bunch I saw like ugh. Ugh. But um death matches is is really something gross to me too, which I, I find dark. <laughs> I can't stomach those anymore. Yeah, the the one that we had to watch a few weeks ago, uh the latest one, albeit it was a wrestling match with a bunch of lighting tubes. Uh it was a death match, boy howdy, but uh it was uh, a, a really damn good story, to say the least. Who was that? Uh, names I can't pronounce at the moment. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you the link later. Uh, but you Ugh. know what's crazy, Kyle? Ten years, ten years ago to the day, uh, you were working. I was probably seen. Uh, I spent probably close to $300 on tickets to this movie, Kyle. Not shitting you ten yeah. years ago. Christopher Nolan's masterpiece, the movie that changed the game, especially for the Oscars. Let's go back to memory lane. Here is The Dark Knight. ago, these uh, cops and lawyers wouldn't dare cross any of you. I mean, what happened? So what are you proposing? It's simple. Kill the Batman. <laughs> Here's my card. Bruce, this is Harvey Dent. Rachel's told me everything about you. I certainly hope not. You almost told me that we'd be together. Did you mean it? Don't make me your only hope for normal life. You're Alfred, right? That's right, sir. Any psychotic ex-boyfriends I should be aware of? Oh, you have no idea. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Well, hello, beautiful. You look nervous. I've seen now what would have to become to stop men like him. The night is darkest just before the dawn. And I promise you, the dawn is coming. And here we go. Come on. This city deserves a better class of criminal. I'm gonna give it to him. No! You'll see. I'll show you. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. in the back punch, sir? In the middle of the day, Alfred? Not very subtle. The Lamborghini, then. Much more subtle. 
fun fact for you, Alex, is that I yeah. have the trailer in uh, 35mm. What? That's awesome. <laughs> Never burn that. <laughs> no. No. No, I'm hanging on to it. I'm hanging on to it. I did cool. have... Do you have it in I the cool canton? No. It's kind of like in this weird, like, paper box that, like, you used to put, like, cards in from Shinders. Um, okay, yeah. I, I don't have it in anything yet, um, but it's still, like, in something dark for now, so it doesn't, like, get exposed or anything. Nice. But, yeah, I have it in 35 millimeter. That's the coolest effing thing ever. I mean, this movie, again, just changed how comic book movies were perceived. You know, of course, you had you know, so many different, you know, adaptations, Spider-Man, you know, Tobey Maguire's version, yuck. Um, you know, you had the X-Men, you know, franchises, you had the other, you know, Daredevil, you know, the, the 20th Century Fox, you know, slew of Marvel movies that were not uh, either a hit critically or financially. Um, but, of course, you had the, the, the Joel Schumacher Batmans. Whether it was forever or when it included Robin, um, you know, that, that kind of tainted what the Dark Knight, you know, w- was like at the box office. His, his perception, if you will. But, of course, he, Christopher Nolan came out with Batman. Um, what? Why, uh, why can't I think of that movie now? Uh, Batman Begins, uh, you know, which was a, a interesting slow burn, nice you know, tale of, of him and the League of Shadows. And then he comes out guns a-blazing, uh, you know, with, with a character and, and, and a, a character study done so well, it had, you know, unfortunate implications, you know, into um, how Heath Ledger would, would behave after he was finished with this role of the Joker, but again, will be, you know, immortalized as one of the best performances as was, you know, he was awarded a, uh, an Oscar for that as well. Um, but you know, the dark Knight just, just was such an amazing facet where you're just like, how is Batman going to get out of this scenario? Heath Ledger one upping him, challenging him even as you know, Batman is, is, is going towards him on the bat cycle as he's shooting his gun towards the Caped Crusader, which one of the most amazing moments in that movie is when that bat cycle gets, you know, as, as Batman gets onto that and he drives through Randolph station or as people know, it now millennial uh, millennium station, um, Every time I'm in Chicago and I and I go there to take the Metro, I just always envision that awesome scene. Or of course on Mercantile Streets, where we see the infamous semi truck flip, you know, you know, head first right along um, onto that uh, that that main street there on Adams. Just a wonderful, wonderful scene, uh, as well as so many others. Uh, again, this is probably a movie I watch at least a few times a year. Still to this day, uh, they're re-releasing at the IMAX theaters. Unfortunately, not all of them, uh, but four uh, four IMAXs, of course, New York, uh, you know, out in California, Chicago, and Toronto. Unfortunately, uh, if they were, which only will be playing them for one week, but if they were playing it out of Minneapolis, uh, Kyle, we definitely would have been going to that for sure. Uh, I would say up there, probably in in 
I would say still probably the best comic book movie, in my opinion. Kyle, where does The Dark Knight ranks in your listing of movies? Um, it's pretty up and there. And does it hold um, up? I've I've seen it more than I've seen Iron Man 1, and we've uh, discussed that I've seen Iron Man 1 probably about eight times in the movie theater. It was free, so I didn't mind it. But Dark Knight was just as much. And for me to hang on to the trailer... Um, and 35 millimeters, pretty pretty cool. Um, I kind of hold that as a treasure. So yeah, it's yeah, it's up there. Um, I'd probably say it's in my top five for sure. Also in trilogies lo- too. Yeah, I mean that's I I love Dark Knight Returns. I I just think or Rises, sorry, uh, is just I I think such a good film. Bane, a wonderful villain, um, as well as a variety of other characters uh but i i would say too i mean this was a movie that a lot of people were saying this needs to be um, nominated for best picture um and when it did not receive a nomination the people were pissed a lot of people were saying what what is this why why does it have to be five films then the following year is when they spread the the, the field to 10 films um unfortunately dark knight rises did not get um get that uh, nomination for, for that film. Cause of course dark Knight, you know, still the, the better of the three, but uh, again, this movie sparked a lot of conversation on how these films can be seen and how they should be respected when done right. Um, as we're seeing, you know, a lot, you know, lately with Avengers with Thor Ragnarok and of course with black Panther uh, speaking of our, our favorites, our favorite jester. Uh, it has been reported, you know, as as we did last week, Joaquin Phoenix has officially signed on for Todd Phillips' uh, Joker adaptation, uh, which the the uh, the name of the movie, Kyle, has been announced uh, just actually within the hour. Kyle, do you want to take a guess on what the adaptation of the Clown Prince will be? Um. Ooh, no idea. Um, no, I have <laughs> no idea. Simply Joker. <laughs> that's that's just the title of it, really. That's just the title, which is you know I get it. You don't want to make it too big, I, I guess, especially with it being a modest movie, a back huh. or a character study, if you will. I don't like so, it. kind of how he got like into it. being Jokering. What don't you like? That that's just a weird title, like simply Joker, and um, I know it's it's well, not really simply. just about him. No, 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 but... no. simply is not in the title. It's just oh. Joker, like <laughs> simply Joker. <laughs> I'm sorry, I took that so literal. That was stupid of me, but yeah, just Joker. Okay, fine. Like there's that no graphic like card's it. gonna look tight. The lettering yeah. on the poster, I think, they they could, especially if it's in jagged lettering, and then if it's in like that green color that he's known for for his hair or his suit, um, or a purple maybe a purple and green mixture, that would be interesting depending on where of course they go. Uh, a release date also has been announced, Kyle, October fourth, two thousand nineteen. So a little bit over a year. So very exciting stuff uh probably you know will we get Joaquin this weekend at San Diego Comic-Con we'll find out that next week uh for sure we'll as we'll have our coverage um what's also crazy is the Rugrats are coming back Kyle 
uh, the Nicktoon, uh, very famous, uh, hold on to your diapies, grab on to your reptar bars, um, and and uh, your favorite twin, if you will. Uh, I know you're a huge fan of, of Hey Arnold, um, but <clears throat> does the Rugrats do anything for you? Is that, you know, just a show that was eh to you? Or also, if maybe this will sweeten the deal, they are doing a live-action movie of the Rugrats, which will also feature CGI characters that will come out in 2020. Kyle, thoughts on the Babies with Attitude coming back? Uh, um, I consider Rugrats a staple in my childhood, along with Doug. Hey, Arnold. Um... And a couple of, yeah, I do have the uh, entire collection um, in DVD upstairs, which is cool. Um, I, I, I don't know about this live action film though. That kind of creeps me out a little. Yeah, I don't know how (laughs) they're gonna do that. That's gonna be weird. Um, But we've already seen three animated movies. I mean, just why not do another one, right? Yeah, I imagine they're gonna like SpongeBob type deal it, like where. Ew. <sighs> yeah. Gross. They're real babies. Yes. Yeah, so, so is it gonna be like a look who's talking now type deal or what? <laughs> I don't. I hope so. That'd be weird. Um, are they coming back like with more cartoons, like series? Yes, it's also coming back uh, as a series as well. Oh. That's really cool. Um, there's a couple of episodes that I remember um, as a kid, and the video games. Um, I had a PlayStation game where it recreated a lot of the classic episodes. Um, you had to get uh, puzzle pieces to complete the puzzle, but you had to like recreate certain episodes to get these puzzle pieces, and it was it's cool. I do like the Regrets a lot. Oh, the Rugrats. And who knows? Maybe they'll have a presence again, San Diego Comic-Con, happening uh, this weekend, right now, actually, the preview night uh, happening in California. Yay. Uh, A couple of cool toy exclusives uh, that I think uh, you might dig, Kyle. The Legacy Psycho Green Ranger. I don't know what any of that sentence means, but I like how there's a Psycho Green Ranger. Are you familiar with that character? Nah. It um it stopped with White Ranger, and then it just it yeah it went away from me after that. Didn't one of them pass? Like or two of them now? Like I know like the uh, Katrina passed, and I think didn't Billy pass too now? Yes. Okay. Um, Red Ranger is like in a film, uh, an adult film star, a male adult film star. And really, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Black Ranger is doing like underground films, more like pro black type stuff. Dude has like a big ass beard now and stuff, it's weird. Um, I think he just got in trouble not too long ago, if I remember correctly. Uh, White Ranger, he still does his thing on Power Rangers from time to time. Kimberly, you saw in the film. Not too long ago, along with him, uh, Tommy. Um, I think that's it. Zordon has been replaced by Walter White, and 
I totally forgot that movie just came out like last year. Uh, you know, it's also cool. Pop Funko figures. I know Kyle has a few. I have none. I want to buy all of them, especially this to. one. They have one of a uh, cool ass director, of course, from what we do in the shadows to um, hunt for the wilder, uh, wilder beast people. Uh, but of course, Thor Ragnarok, one of my favorite movies of 2017. Taika Waititi getting his own figure just because, again, he's the coolest man in the planet. Uh, for all you Demtresses out there, they have a really awesome hyperphase Voltron figure, which looks amazing. looks very much like a, a big-ass Voltron, which, again, I'm sure Demtress cannot wait for that live-action movie. A couple of figures that caught my eye, uh, nostalgia-level Kyle, they have a laughing Prince Adam, Masters of the Universe figure, Purple, lavender, you know, tights and all with a pink vest and a pink sword. And he's laughing. It looks so effing cool. But you know what's the coolest, though? They have a seven-inch figure set and a street scene diorama of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 1990 figures. To me, that's the coolest thing ever. I think I would spend $300, which is the asking price for, on that. Am I crazy, Kyle? Um no. Wait, what? How much? <laughs> Three hundred. It's two hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, is that your passion? If it's your passion and your your thing, like, and you can afford it, go for it. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't spend that much on a pop figure. I do really like them though. Like, no, it's I not really a pop figure. It. It's the Ninja Turtles. It's a diorama. And they're seven-inch figures, so they're, like, realistic of the oh. 90 uh, Ninja Turtles. But it's, like, cardboard. Wow. Hmm. So it's hmm. obscene as F. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like, I there's a couple of figures that I saw uh, of Dragon Ball Z, which were, like, 150 mark, like, 200 bucks. And I thought to myself, like, if I had the money, I'd do it. So like, and you know, like I, I collect, I don't, I don't want to say I collect figures because like Ryan does that sometimes. Like I do have a good collection of WWE stuff, um, but that's just because of recently. Um, but other than that, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a diehard collector by any means. I used to be just nothing tickles my fancy and everything. I used to get stuff really cheap when I used to work at Toys R Us. So that's why I'm like, now I'm like, eh, everything just seems way overpriced. <laughs> uh, I agree. Like I remember WWE figures used to not be that much. Um, now they're like almost 20 bucks. I want to say. Yeah. And they even had ones like where they were missing the title. And then they was like, eh, we'll knock it down to 15. It's like, what? <laughs> you took five hours off for a missing title? Like, that's kind of the whole point. Like, yeah, I got the figure, but he has the title, too. Like, don't, that's that's a huge, I don't know. I don't like it. It's huge, huge. Um, <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con, again, happening uh, right now uh, into the weekend. Marvel, of course, not uh, being a presence. Um, no Captain Marvel, no nothing of that nature. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe uh, the snap will will hit half a Comic-Con 
uh, just for the fact that there's no Marvel. But DC is hoping to bank on that with Aquaman with the most obscene poster in all the world. Kyle, I highly recommend Googling the new Aquaman poster. Uh, But also... Uh, they'll be doing uh, some Wonder Woman 84, of course, the highly anticipated sequel that will come out in uh, 2019. Uh, will be uh, definitely making their presence known. Um, of course, uh, Fantastic Beasts, the sequel uh, for Warner Brothers, will be making some uh, some <laughs> waves there, as well as Venom. Um, and also the new Doctor uh, in Doctor Who, the first female Doctor by Jodie Whittaker, will be in it as well. So, again, with Marvel not being, you know, the, the huge aspect, HBO is going to try to have a, a big uh, big fan base with the Game of Thrones and Westworld. Um, actually, they're not going to be there. So, so again, nothing like the like what they used to have with those big, uh, big con- conventions there. Mm. But uh, uh, no Stranger Things as well. So, it should be interesting, um, you know, if, if the... Uh, audience is, is going to be as much as it was when those key key franchises were there. But hopefully Warner Brothers will drum up some options, but they definitely have some really cool Warner Brothers figures and, uh, and, and, and collectibles to be had. So hopefully they'll show a lot of cool Predator, some Star Trek stuff, and of course all the streaming uh, networks out there will, will be displaying their, their items there. But uh, do you think uh, not having Marvel there will, will hurt its presence, Kyle? Um, maybe, I don't, no, I don't know, like if, I feel like DC only has a chance to win if it don't have competition, because <laughs> then, like, people have no choice, um, looking at this, this poster, though, how is it offensive? Not offensive, it's just, it's silly, like, it, it looks silly. really dumb. It is silly. I get that. Um, There's like, is he really wearing leather pants on her to see? (laughs) That's funny. He is. Is he gonna be as big of a bro as he was in Justice League, which I had to endure last week, which was so hard to sit through. Mm, You know, I fell asleep on Justice League watching it. and I bought like tickets not, to that, too. Not in the cool lingo sense, right? Like, not meaning you fell asleep, meaning, oh, man, it was good. No, like, like legit I... Z'd I off. legit, like... Yeah, I legit, like, woke up and was like, oh, crap, movie. Because, like, we had to talk about it for the show, but... Mm-hmm. Just couldn't do it. Just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't do, it. do it. Couldn't do it. Um, no, I, it is weird. And then, like, everybody, like, photoshopping this, too, which is great. They put the, uh, shark from, uh, is that, uh, that Will Smith movie? That's funny. Oh, Shark Tale? Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of cool mashups that the internet made with that poster. A lot of Finding Nemo references. Uh, they, they, they then said that they were, uh, DC was going to have cameos by, like, and they named, like, all these fish Characters from random animated films. <laughs> it's funny. That is funny. There's a lot in here too. That is funny. However, like uh, from from what I hear, he's not really all that interesting. But then again, neither was Black Panther from the comic book no. standpoint. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, I just think Hollywood is like, hey, everybody, I'm Aquaman. Yeah, rock and roll. But everybody loves Duff, man. So why can't they love Aquaman? Because Duff Man's cooler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Duff Man is cooler. And plus there's like 60 of them. There, how many? How many, do you think there's more Duffmans or more Flashes? Uh, I am going to go with uh, Flashes. Flashes. Yeah, you think so? Because I, I feel like there's... <laughs> there's pro- I, I don't have an answer. I wish I did. But I feel like there's Damn more Duffmans. Oh, yeah. At least two. I know there's at least two. Because there's... Duffman says a lot of things. <laughs> I know there's at least two. Yeah, two Flashes for sure. And maybe two or three Duffmans. So maybe it's tied. As I'm speaking ignorant about all of this, but I feel like there's there's a lot more. Like, Or maybe there's as many Ultimate Warriors... As there is Duffman's and Flashes. I know there's only one Barry Duffman, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> man, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> Dark Knight, I can't believe that's 10 years old already. Um, yep. I broke up a fight that time because people did not, didn't understand. Yeah. Yeah, I talked about it on the show before how people, like, I was telling people that you will find a seat with your people. Um, so don't... Do you have to knock heads a lot at the Mall of America? Mm, during, like, Ramadan and Eid, yeah. But, ironically, no. It's actually really, really uh, chill. Like, I, didn't have to, I had to deal with crazy people at night. That was about yeah. it. I did not like going to a movie post eight o'clock. Uh, yeah, eight o'clock at the Mall of America. It was something I always <laughs> dreaded. I do have to check out the new CMX though. I kind of want to see what they're about, Up, like in the mall. Is it recliners? Uh, from what I hear, yeah, recliners, VIP service, full. Do they change the screen sizes? I didn't like the uh, screen sizes. No, they they were kind of old school. They were about the same, but I didn't see, I didn't hear about the screen size, which that's a good point to bring up. Because I guess I didn't, I didn't really have too much of an issue. I knew where the big screens were, and yeah, we always put yeah. the best film in the big screens. But you know, the dying films went to the smaller screens, so I guess like it, it didn't really bother me too much. I remember I saw top five there. And that was like, I think that was the last movie I saw at the Mall of America. It was top five. Oh. Man, last one I saw was uh, before I uh, bounced on everybody. <laughs> and I couldn't even recall what last film that was. But I guess I guess say the last film I probably can recall is Iron Jackass 3 and D-Box. So when they showed his junk, did your seat move? Or was it your um, pants? The vol- <laughs> <laughs> We're like, whoa, this D box really does work. 
Sky of the film hasn't started yet. Ho <laughs> I I am embarrassed. <laughs> no, um I um yeah, I think that was the last the last film that I saw. I'm sure I've seen more from there, but that's the last I recall. Yeah. Iron Man 2. I will never forgive that figure for Iron Man or theater for for Iron Man 2. What happened there? Did it just like shut off on you? No, it was just an awful movie, but man, I got wasted. Okay. That's fair. Like I'm I'm glad like cuz we've had a film where it just like the projector just like gave a crap and crapped out and um People were pissed. A lot of them just wanted when I lived back. across the street from there, I loved uh, on my days off. I would go there. I would go get a drink um, at the Radisson Blue, maybe order lunch, or I would go get a cheesesteak um, and then go see a movie Ooh. in the VIP, and I would be the only one there because it would be like the first showing. So there was like rarely anyone there, and it was always great. In I'm my sure. zone. Just surprised how we have not ran into each other. Like, that's crazy. Cause I was there like every day down there when I worked there, and I worked there for like two, three years. Around and 2009. I was yeah. Wow. Yep. I was there all the time in 2009. Yep. 2009, 2008, and 2010, and I quit like at the end of uh, 2010, um, going towards 2011. Discrimination. Um, I wouldn't say discrimination. I was just stupid. <laughs> like, oh. I was all bitter about not getting picked for a promotion. I'm like, man, well, if you guys. Was deserving. But not FU audience. Thank you for tuning in this week. <laughs> uh, Kyle, do you want musical? Do you want to do mantra? Um, dip early? We'll dip early? We're kind of late. Right? Yeah, we are late. Well, I know we have a segment of music. <laughs> I mean, if you want, what, what's this two live crew stuff, man? Like, why are they still doing their thing? Isn't that dope? Isn't that dope? It's kind of weird. Were you caught I, off guard? I was caught off guard. Like, I wonder if he's still, like, catching, like, like oral on stage at his Probably. young age of 98. 98. Uncle Luke, man, he's that dude I tried to uh, play him at work But this kid had no idea who he was And I'm like, what? What? Do you not know the you? And he was like, what? I'm like, the you You don't know the you? You should have played a band in the USA Man, I should have played Happy Birthday Happy Birthday would have set him off He would have known He would have been like this is Uncle Luke, and then I would have gotten fired. Matter of fact, I should do that. Like I should just take over the Bluetooth, because that's all it is at work as a speaker is you connect the Bluetooth and you play your music. So really? I'm gonna take over. Yeah, I'm gonna take over Bluetooth. I'm gonna play a bunch of Uncle Luke, um, and not leave the the building. Stay within range, and just uh, play Uncle Luke until security or police comes and escort me away. I would just <laughs> that'd be the dopest way. To leave a job, I would but salute then, like, you, sir. I would go willingly. You know what I mean? Like they would have to take me by limb, but I wouldn't like put up a fight. 
I'll just like balance my box on my chest and gut and just carry me out by limb. <laughs> <laughs> that was my demands, and I'd be out. That'd be a good way to go. Not as good as uh, that guy throwing that shoe in the French fryer. Like I think that's probably the best way to. On your on your very first day at work too, nonetheless. So like, yeah. I commend that guy, and I think he set the bar, brother. They're raising, they're setting the bar, brother. I, that guy did for sure. I missed the bar, meaning the <laughs> tag team, not the actual bar. Yeah, what happened to them? Did they get like? Creatives got nothing for them. Oh, so they're just like on the bench, or they're just yep. working singles? They're literally on the bench. They do house shows. That's it. No, no TV because they got nothing. I mean, Sheamus has a pretty bad neck injury. You know, it's it's very severe. You know, kind of like Pages, kind of like uh, Edges. Um, it was supposed to be career threatening last year, but he kept wrestling, and so you know maybe it's good for that. You know, maybe they need to retool or retool Cesaro to finally get him that that great singles push we we've always been hoping for. By the way, Sheamus has been wrestling on the E for like ten years by now, which is insane. Insane. I think but, it's uh, been longer than that too. That's the crazy thing about it. Yeah, because he's he's been in there just as long as Cena has, if not longer. I think. No, no, so, no, like, no, 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 no. Cena, think, no. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah, he was yeah, ruthless no. aggression era. Sheamus was at least what WrestleMania twenty five, twenty six. Uh, maybe forty. Forty? What? Two. Uh, two thousand nine. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be almost oh nine years. Well, there's a picture of him on Wikipedia where he was Seamus O'Shaughnessy in 2005. He looks so different, but looks like a wrestler. <laughs> no mohawk or anything. He looks tight. He looks like Nick Aldis, but Irish. Really? He's underappreciated. That guy's won a lot of championships. Wow. Seamus? Yeah. Interesting. He was a champion three times, heavyweight champion once, tag team champions four times, United States champion twice, King of the Ring, Money in the Bank winner, Royal Rumble winner. That was the, the yeah, that was, uh, and then four Slammy Awards as well, and also known as uh, Triple H's Workout Buddy. Uh, speaking of workout buddies, what do you and uh, Will have going on on Sword of Sound Radio tomorrow, good sir? You're going to start your, your uh, Two Life Crew retrospect. <laughs> we are gonna uh, just play Uncle Luke songs in between our uh, bracket catch up. We got a lot. We got a lot. We got four brackets to do, so we're gonna just do that. It's just gonna be an all bracket show, um, along with some music, some news in between, um, some five mics, of course, and the top ten on the uh, billboards for uh, albums. Um, I did listen to Futures like four album album. Four, four track album um, Childish Gambino's two track album um, Along <laughs> Along with uh, uh, I, Man this is the new Wave of albums Like less is good now I guess mm. <laughs> mm. 
Shout out to um, Prof, who did not release a uh, a seven track album. However, that was back in April. It's still good. Pookie Baby, you should listen to it. Um, it's not a bad album. Um, yeah. Mm. Drake is. Uh, I don't know that that track with Michael Jackson. How do you feel about that? Um, it's now I was radio. impartial. To me, it made sense, but uh, it's not something where I'm clamoring and re-listening to. Yeah, it didn't excite me. That's how, that's how I feel about all of um, all of uh, um, all of Scorpion. I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest. Like, it's kind of like whatever. I listen to it, um, but if Just you're not too much Drake. Know. Is is that a thing now? Is it too much Drake? No, I think it's just the right amount. But like it's, it's, I don't know, just not the right moment, I suppose. That's what I feel like. I feel like it's just not the right moment. I am intrigued to go to that that tour though, that show uh, at the XL. Him and Amigos. Yeah. That's really dope if you, yeah. Like I'll be looking out for on your Snapchat for that. That's really cool. Like, and I and I would love to go see him on stage, but as far as listening to his music, like, eh, it comes on the radio. That's fine with me. Um, it does come on playlists that I happen to come across. Like, that's fine with me. But I don't uh, search his music like I used to to just to play his albums. So like, if it comes up on a playlist, I listen, but. He's not getting my individual attention. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. I mean, all his shit with Jay Z, you know, all all the tracks they have together is all, always a highlight on any and all of his albums since there's always a Jay track um, on yeah. there. But uh, I I'm a huge fan of of early Drake for sure, as uh, as contrite as that sounds. But you know, judging from that EP that he released, you know. Kind of with uh, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, and and uh, you know I'm going in and whatnot. Um, you know that, I thought that was such a sh- great strong way, and then you know just change it. You know with his his harmonizing and and vocalizing, um, if you will. But uh, yeah, I, I've yet to get all the way through Scorpion. It just seems like a chore, and it's all repetitive to me. Uh, yep. I think that was one of the, the buzz kills for me too, to be honest. So, sadly, like release one album and then in three months release the other half. You know, do something like that. Like Timberlake did a few years ago. He like it was like within six months. I want to say he did like the the twenty forty experience, whatever horse shit that was called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which that was okay. I didn't mind that album either. So. I don't know why I said horseshit. I I like I liked it. I apologize. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> JT and JT's fan base. Uh, you can find me next Monday. Uh, BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Strong Style Media. Uh, WrestleCast yeah. Radio. Uh, we'll be talking, of course, the the week in WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, NXT, which I uh, just watched uh, two weeks ago's episode with a fantastic uh, five and a half star tag team championship uh, matchup on NXT. This week's, uh, I, I should say tonight's actually, has a whew, 
a murderer's row of women's talents that I cannot wait to see to see who the number one contender is for Shanna Baszler um, at uh, NXT uh, Brooklyn here next month. So some interesting, awesome stuff here. Uh, we'll also get in some news and rumors. Uh, we'll also uh, possibly might have this weekend uh, a uh, 2018 mid-year review um, on Russell Cast, so kind of a major rewards, kind of ma- you know matches to take a look out for. You know, kind of our top male female wrestlers, breakout stars, uh, worst of the worst, best of the best. So check that out. I believe Friday nights here, BlockTalkRadio.com forward slash Strong Style Media. Don't forget to like us, love us on Facebook, uh, Strong Style Media, and also search the Pop Culturist. Um, check out Soda Sound Radio on there as well as WrestleCast Radio. Uh, find us again, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Tune, Radio TuneIn, Google Play. Maybe we'll be on Radio Disney. I'm not sure. Thank you so much, Kyle. I owe you. Radio owe you, Disney. owe you. You are the best <laughs> in the business. Uh, shout out to Megan. Shout out to Callie. Shout out to Seamus. Underrated, I would say. Uh, and man, that's, that's, that's a tough pill for me to swallow. But I would say 10 years down the line, we're going to say, wow, Seamus was, uh, was something else. We'll see you next yep. week. Uh, the pre-birthday episode. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be, uh, Kyle, get your homework ready. We're going to do our, since it's my birthday episode, we will do our top five of movies of all time. Re- re- repeatability, if you will. We're just going to say our top five repeatab- repeat- repeatability of all time. So again, the best of the best. Why? Wow, but I, I got to work on that word. I got to work on this cold. I hope it's allergies. I have no idea what's going on. Thank you again, Kyle. Thank you, audience. We'll check you, check you out next week. Apparently, I'm Canadian. We'll see ya. Peace. Hey. Eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs>